This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Acting like the Bible is true. Acting like the Bible is true. Now, I'll say this. I'll just throw it out. Brother Higgins talked about something that happened to him one time. There was one time he got a letter that his wife was sick, his kids were sick, there was their financial need. So when he got that letter, you know, he was traveling in a meeting on field ministry, you know. So he went to the church he was preaching that day and decided, I'm going to pray through. I'm going to pray through. I'm going to pray. What's the meaning of pray through? Pray until you, you know, there's this thing that people say, they call it push. Pray until something happens. Now, I'm not talking to anybody who, I'm not attacking any church. I won't attack any church. Love will not do that. But, yeah, you better understand what you mean until something happens. What's the definition of until something happens? You see, there's a kind of prayer where you have a prayer burden to pray about something and you keep praying until you have a note of victory in your spirit. You understand? Sometimes you start laughing in the spirit. Sometimes you start singing in the spirit. Sometimes you just have a likeness. Sometimes you just know, yes, now it's done. See, there's the place of that. But let me tell you something. Over anything God has already told you is your own in the word of God, don't do that. It's unbelief. It's unbelief. It's unbelief. It's unbelief. You need healing. You need healing. You now go and start praying. I'm going to pray until on the inside of me, I know God has answered me. What do you mean? He has a hearing problem. You now pray for five hours. I'm praying until something happens. What do you mean something happens? You know, you have a financial need. I'm going to pray until I know, until I know, until I have a note of victory in my spirit. No, that's not how to handle that. That's not the kind of prayer to pray for that kind of thing. You are applying the wrong prayer principle to the wrong prayer. When it comes to the prayer of faith, the word of God is all the evidence that you need. You don't need any witness in your heart or anything. If you are really in faith, yes, there's a witness you have that you're in faith. But I'm going to pray until, until I feel good, until I know that God... That's what Brother Hagin did. He went and started praying. Prayed one hour. After praying one hour, he said, God asked him, what, did, what are you doing? He said, what do you mean, what am I doing? Can't you read? My wife is sick. My kids are sick. We have their financial need. Listen, let me read the letter to you again. He read the letter that his wife just wrote to him, you know, trying to be like Jehoshaphat. <laughs> he read the letter again you know after reading it then he was praying he prayed another hour after about three hours of praying that day he said God asked him praying in other tongues he said what are you doing he said I'm praying he said what do you mean you are praying he said I'm trying to pray through he said God asked him what, what is pray through he said really I don't know what I'm talking about he said I'm trying to pray until I have a witness that you have answered. So then the Lord asked him, isn't my word enough? <laughs> you are acting like you think if you will pray long and loud enough, you will eventually talk me into the notion of keeping my word. So you are not acting like my word is true. You are acting like it is not true. Ah! Then it dawned on him. <laughs> he said, God, he said, you know I'm a stickler for your word. So you know there's nobody in the whole of Texas that believes your word more than I do. 
He said, you know, there's nobody in the whole of America that believes your word more than I do. You know, there's nobody in the whole world that believes your word more than I do. He got, ah, what is this? Waiting fall on me. Waiting be this. Waiting they shell it. What's happening? You know. And the Lord said, but you're not acting like it. You're not acting like it. <laughs> then it dawned on him. He turned his Bible to Matthew 8, 17. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. He turned to Philippians 4, 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He said, Father, this is what your word says. Since it says this, that settles it. I just want to thank you because my wife is healed, my kids are healed, and the need is met. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Whoa! And that was it. So he spent three hours praying in unbelief. It was unbelief, unbelief, unbelief. Yeah, did praying in tongues edify him? It did. It blessed him. You know? But he should have been praying in tongues for something else. Am I making sense? So, you see, faith is acting on the word of God. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Is there a place to pray sometimes about, are there some situations that you may need to pray that other kind of prayer? Yes. Especially when it concerns somebody else's life. Not an area where you have jurisdiction. Like this was about his family, his wife, his kids who are under him. He, their finances, his finances. You know, that was his jurisdiction. He could just act on God's word. So faith is acting on the word of God. Faith is acting like the Bible is true. I don't mean to bust your bubbles, but I know that many people may be fasting at this time. See, there are some things you may fast about. And, um, okay, for instance, you are fasting so that you'll be blessed this year. <laughs> Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You want to be blessed this year. What do you do? Just stand on that, Father. Your word says I'm blessed. If you say I'm blessed, then I'm blessed. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Full stop. You're fasting so that you don't die this year. You might die this year. Because God said with long life he will satisfy you and show you salvation. You're not going to fast. It means you don't believe what he said. Do you understand? If you want to fast, fast for the right reasons. You can fast just to minister to the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. You can fast, you know, to pray for other people. To pray for revival. You know, in some people's lives. To pray. You know, you can fast for the right reasons. And fast scriptural fast. I'm fasting so that I will have power, my friend. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, you got power. I don't know which other power you're looking for. Eh, I'm fasting so that God will love me. Hey! He already loves you. You understand? So, let's be scriptural. Am I making sense? Faith is acting on the word of God. Have a foundation in God's word. Don't just do something because somebody said... You should do it. Is it in the Bible? Is it in the Bible? If it's not in the Bible, it's not in the Bible. Hey, but so and so said it. Well, I may not know so and so, but I know the Bible. If it's not in the Bible, it's not in the Bible. So and so is not above the Bible. Nobody is above the Bible. I'm not. Kenneth Hagin is not. You are not. Greatest thing Brother Hagin, Pastor Hagin did for me was that they pointed me to the Bible. They pointed me to Jesus. What does the word of God say? What does the word of God say? Not what does my denomination say? Not what does my church say? You see, the best of men of God at their best are still men. Yes, 
and the honest truth is that imperfections characterize men. Yeah. We're all human, yeah. including moi. Yeah, all of us, the best of us. We are fallible. We are as fallible as it gets. The only infallible guide is the Bible. So what does the word of God say? What does the word of God say? Act on it. That's faith. That's faith. Amen. So faith is acting on the word of God. Now, as I wrap this up about what faith is, I'll give a story of Brother Higgins' healing. You remember, the Lord said to him, I've taught you faith through my word. I've allowed you to go through certain experiences. You've learned faith both through my word and by experience. I want you to go teach my people what I've taught you. So you see, some of those things he passed through, and that's, he learned faith from God's word and also from experience. Those are the two ways we learn. Now, not experiences. We don't put experience above the word. We put the word first. And then experiences that line up with the word. He was on that deathbed. He was born with two organic heart diseases. In that day, there were seven known diseases of the organ of the heart. Seven of them. He had two out of the seven. Not only did he have those two organic heart diseases, his heart was deformed. Now, not just his heart that was deformed. His lungs, his trachea, his, you know, bronchials, bronchioles, bronchus, you know. His entire chest region was deformed. They told him, they said, look, even if you got a new heart, you'll still die. You need a new heart, you need new lungs, you need new tubes, you need new everything. Because your entire chest region is deformed. You need a miracle. Now, not just that, then he had a blood disease. Usually, I know this from medical science, there's something called the reticuloendothelial system, which consists of the copper cells of the liver, the spleen, and the bone marrow. That the, the cycle of the normal what uh, red blood cell, you know, is about 120 days. After those things are reproduced. But you see, his own white blood cells were eating up his red blood cells faster than they were being reproduced. And faster than medical science could do anything about it. So they told him, they said, look, even if you didn't have the, blood uh, the, the heart condition, this blood disease alone will kill you. It will be fatal. There was one doctor, one man, one Dr. Wysong. Dr. Wysong was perhaps one of the foremost, if not the foremost surgeon in the U.S. He practiced for Mayo Clinic. A child was born without an esophagus. He made one. Yeah. You know, some natural born surgeons. He made one. Made an esophagus for that child. And the child survived. You know, this was a gifted doctor outstanding surgeon. Dr. Wysong was one of the doctors on his case. He told him, he said, look, there's nothing that can be done about your case. So his grandfather was a man of some means, not, not necessarily very wealthy, but he had some property that he could sell. So they were thinking of sending him to Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, but those guys said, there's no use sending him. If Wysong says nothing can be done, nothing can be done, forget it. He's one of the best we have. He comes to do some procedures for us because he's good. You know? Five doctors, they said, look, you don't stand a chance in a million. Not that you stood a chance. You know, when they say somebody does not have a chance in a million, that means the person's probability of surviving is 0.000001% chance that he did not have. Not that this was what he had, though. 
They said, even this one, he didn't have. You know, improbability. They said, what's the probability of this happening? They said, the probability is zero. It's an absolute impossibility. What is the probability that it did not happen? It's 100%. It's an absolute certainty that it can't happen. That was his case. Then they told him that nobody that medical science had any knowledge of ever lived past the age of 16 with the condition he has. So he should get ready to die about that age. Then, in addition, he was paralyzed, like 80, 90% paralyzed. Totally paralyzed from the waist down, partially paralyzed from the waist up. To talk sometimes, he couldn't talk. <laughs> couldn't speak plain, you know? Sometimes to move his Bible, just a page could take him 20 minutes because he had to concentrate and concentrate. You know, there's a cup. I want to pick that 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 cup. Put all his mind into it. Maybe after 40 minutes, he picks it. After he picks it, the cup even drops from his hand because he can't hold it. You know, bad case. Bad case. Exactly the way they said he would go. Four months before his 16th birthday, he became bedfast. Now, he got gloriously saved on that deathbed. Jesus became his Lord. He said then, on the inside of him, the Holy Ghost began to tell him, you don't have to die at this early age. You can be healed. Just by an inward witness. You've learned pneumatology one, right? Spiritual and body. How you can be led by the Spirit of God. He said the Lord began to tell him, you don't have to die at this early age. You can be healed. Just a witness. He said one day, he plain blotted out, if I can be healed, how? And then, this time around, it was a voice. It's all in the book. He knew what book that must be. It couldn't be James Hadley Chase. It wasn't Mills and Booms. You know, it wasn't Daily Tribune. And I'm not against Tribune. I'm not saying anything against any newspaper. I'm not. <laughs> you know, he knew it must be the book of books, the Bible. So they got his grandmother, Drake's Methodist Bible, one big Bible like this. They'll prop it up in front of him. And then initially, he could read just about 10 minutes in a day. And then he would just blank out. Couldn't see anymore. He was in a coma for, during the summer, for about nine weeks out of 13. Was in a coma. You know, bad case. Well, eventually, he started reading. Started, started from Matthew 1.1. 1, 1. And when he began to read the Bible, he began to feel a little better. Matthew 1.1. 1, 1. Eventually, he got to Mark 11.24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. He said the first time he read that verse, it stuck. He never could forget it. He said he knew if this verse means what it says, I'm getting off this bed. He said because that was the burning desire of his heart. He said but there was another thought against his mind that said no. That doesn't mean what things ever you desire physically like healing or materially. That only means what things ever you desire spiritually. Healing has been done away with. Just imagine the devil forming spirituality. That guy, that guy is mean. He's mean. He said, when he heard that, then on the inside of him, he said, thank God for the Holy Ghost living in our spirits. You know, his spirit picked it up from the Holy Ghost and spoke it up to his mind. He said, did you notice that the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5, it says her faith made her whole. He said, no, I didn't notice that. Sure enough, he got to Mark 5, verse 34. Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and behold of thy plague. Then he said, yes, that's true. He says, her faith made her whole. Her faith made her whole. Then the Lord asked him, have you ever heard anybody say faith has been done away with? He thought about it. He said, come to think of it. I've never heard that. They've told me healing is done away with. 
They told me miracles are done away with. But they've never told me faith is done away with. And then the Lord said that you never will hear that faith is done away with. Because if faith is done away with, then there are no Christians and there is no church. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that not of yourselves the gift of God. He saw it. Faith is still relevant for today. It's by faith that people get saved. He just got saved a few months earlier. So faith is still for today. And if faith is still for today, because people get saved by faith, so faith is still relevant today, and our faith made our whole, and the Lord said, your own faith too can make you whole. That was all the light he had. But you see, it was a long journey. It took him about 16 months. Long journey. Because his spiritual education was a bit slow. Finally, August the 8th, 1934, Tuesday morning, his mother just bathed him, left the room. And then um, he had his Bible in front of him, Mark eleven twenty four. Then he read it out loud. He said, Lord Jesus, when you were here, you said right in this Mark eleven twenty four that therefore I say unto you, what things ever ye desire. He said, look, I desire a well body. You said, when you pray, I prayed. You said, believe. He said, if you were to come here and tell me that the problem with me is that I don't believe. He said, I don't mean to be unkind about it, but I'll have to tell you, you lied. Because I do believe. So when he said that, he learned the secret of faith that day because the Lord spoke back to him. He said to him, yes, you do believe all right as far as you know. As far as you know. And that's getting us to the next thing we're talking about, how faith comes. You believe as far as you know. He said, but the Lord said, but that last clause goes with that verse. He hadn't seen that. That verse says, Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. He said it was like somebody turned a light on inside him. He said, I see it. I see it. See, what he used to do before is this. He would pray. And after praying, eh, you can't pray without having a good feeling in your spirit. And because he had that good feeling in his spirit, he would think, yes, God has heard me. Then he would feel his heart. He's still not beating right. Then he would start crying. But God, I prayed, and I believed you were going to do it. Oh! Then he'll pray again. Then he'll pray again. He went through that thousands of times. So he saw it. He was trying to have his healing first. And then believe that God had healed him. That was like Thomas. He was waiting until the symptoms were gone. He was basing his faith on a feeling in his spirit. And you have a good feeling. You can't pray without having a good feeling. But that's not the basis of our answer to prayer. The basis is the word of God. I see it. While I'm still on this bed, and I have not moved a peg, I'm not moved, nothing has changed, I'm to believe that I receive my healing. And if I believe that I receive it, then I shall have it. He saw he was trying to have it first, and then believe that he's healed. But he saw that was in faith. That what he's to do is that he's to believe that he's healed. When he's still sick, when he's still on the bed, when nothing has changed, and then he will be healed. He said, I see it, I see it, I see it. I see that. Then he began to say out loud, I believe that I receive healing for the heart condition. I believe that I receive healing for the blood disease. I believe that I receive healing for the paralysis. And in case there was anything else, I believe that I receive healing from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. He began to say that from his heart. Page the Mark eleven twenty four. Said, and the devil said to him, "Look at you. You're a pretty looking thing. 
Now you've gone to lying. Don't you know the Bible says all liars will spend their uh, eternity in the league that burns with fire and brimstone? Just imagine, the devil call his own liar. He said, no, I'm not a liar. I'm not lying. The devil said, you are. You said you are healed. You are not. Feel your heart. He said, instinctively, his hand was going to feel his eyes. He said, no, he slapped it. He said, I didn't say I'm healed because I feel like it. I didn't say I'm healed because I look like it. I say I'm healed because I believe that I receive. Jesus said, I'm to believe that I receive. And then he said, I shall have. He will take care of the having. I'm to take care of the believing. Besides, I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I can believe. God won't tell me to do something I can't do. I believe that I receive my healing. I believe that I receive my healing. You know, he kept saying that. You see, he was releasing his faith. He said, after a while, he had an urge from the inside of him just to lift his hands and praise God. Now, he was Southern Baptist. In his church, they didn't do that. They prayed silent prayers. And that's why they got silent answers. You know. <laughs> when you pray, say, if you are not saying, you are not praying. You know, you are just thinking. So, he had an inward urge to lift his hands. Now, because of his paralyzed condition, he could just prop up the elbow. Uh, the hand from the elbow a little bit like that. So he did. He was lying flat on his back. And then he began to say, Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you because I'm healed. Oh God, I'm so grateful. Thank you because I don't have to be tied to this bed anymore. Oh, I'm so glad I'm healed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Was he healed? Not yet. Physically manifested. But he believed. I just want to thank you because I'm well. I just want to praise you because I'm well. Oh God, I'm so glad. Oh God, I'm so grateful. I believe that I receive healing for the heart condition. I believe that I receive healing for the blood disease. I believe that I receive healing for the paralysis. I believe that I receive healing from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Thank you, Father, because I'm well. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I believe that I receive. I believe that I receive. He just began to say that, praising God. Said then, he heard these words on his inside. Now you believe you are well. He said, I sure do. Then the Lord said, get up then. Well, people don't stay in bed at this time of the day. Now, you see, a lot of things I've said, you see them coming together, right? You notice that he hadn't acted. He was still lying there. But he believed and because he believed, the Lord now said, act based on what you believe. And his action came from inside him. He said, then the devil said, don't try it all. You thought against his mind. Say, remember that your, your, your grandfather is not around. He has gone to work. He won't be back till evening. Your elder brother, he has gone to Oklahoma. He won't be back. He won't even be back today. You know, you're going to fall flat on the floor. See, the devil was showing him he won't work. He said, he flung, he didn't pay attention to his head. He flung his legs to the floor. He knew they were on the floor, not because he felt that they were, but because he saw they were. He had no feeling on the legs. <laughs> With his partially paralyzed condition, totally paralyzed from waist down, partially paralyzed from waist up, he swung himself kind of like to a sitting position. He held on to the bedpost. And then holding on to that bedpost, he stood up. Remember, the Lord said, get up then. That came from his heart. 
So, he tried to stand up. The whole place was spinning. He had been lying down for 16 months. He shut his eyes. After a while, it felt like he had stopped speaking. He opened his eyes. He said, I want to announce in the presence of God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the angels of God. And I call the devil and every demon in this room to record that based on Mark eleven twenty four, I believe that I receive my healing. Standing up and holding on to that bedpost, he said that. So when he did, he felt something like warm honey get poured up on his head. He felt it and began to go down his body till it got to his toes and feeling returned. That's how he got his healing. Do you see that? And um, the same person they said couldn't live to be 16. He lived to be over 86. And he died without sickness. He walked in health for 69 years. Amen. So you see that faith is acting on God's word. You know, if he could have tried to get up without really believing, that wouldn't be faith. It would have been foolishness or presumption. He could have believed that I believe I receive healing and stayed in bed. His faith would have been dead without corresponding action. It wouldn't have materialized. He could have believed and not said what he believed. His faith would have been unreleased because faith must be released with words through the mouth. So a number of lessons we see in that story. See, faith is acting on the word of God. Amen. Tell yourself, I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I act on the word of God. And that's what faith is. Amen. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.